diversify your bonds. Hey guys, we're aliens. It's not about eating a good sandwich, you know, it's about the people there. That's what's more important. You can't live your life to the fullest if you don't have memes. That's a be careful. Sometimes you gotta take the plunge and just, you know, go for what you love. As long as I like it, and then I'll just dance to it. Well, if I want to be successful, people gotta know me. Alright, keep that same energy. You have to consider, you have to think about this, you have to know it, you have to try it. We're doing it live. What's up, sponsors? This is the PDSU radio that is for Please Don't Sue Us. We ask questions, laugh, chill, whatever, and talk about the journey that is being the underrated gem of YouTube. My name is Ordeed. In the house, we got the certified dad bot himself, Angelo, and we have Uncle Miggs. And our guest today, is a total chiller, a real homie, the homie Nate Westfall. Say hi to the people. Hey, people. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> perfect. That's, that, that's a perfect introduction right there. We're going to talk about his journey being the artiste of photography. This guy, uh, actually, yeah, you, you do all sorts of photography, you get landscape pictures, right? Mostly landscapes, a lot of stuff from uh, from the Sonoma coast and surrounding area in Sonoma County. Right on. So that's what we're going to be about today. But before we get into it, a quick word from our sponsor. Hello, my name is Stephen Hawking, and I am back from the dead to tell you about my new podcast. It is called My Body Count is Bigger. I tell the dark sexual stories of my youth, while I also explain physics. Some call it a niche podcast, but I guarantee it is anything but... If you enjoy equations, formulas, and stereotypes jokes, you'll be in the right place. You can find my bitch ass on Spotify, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. E equals my body count squared. Motherfucker. And, alright, that was something. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad they're sponsoring us. <laughs> You know, looking at the at the bank account, we're talking like four figures now. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Honestly, at what point are we gonna just have to start saying no? You know what I mean? Like, no way I know, to- like I already got the full inbox. Like <laughs> I spend more time deleting messages That's- these days. <laughs> Like, dude, dude, we're gonna last week. Can you believe Raid Shadow Legends asked to sponsor us for only two thousand dollars? I was like, get out of here with that (laughs) chump change, (laughs) dude. So, Nathaniel, Nate, what's good, man? How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. You know, just living the dream out here. A little hot today, but not too horrible. Not a good day for pictures, a little bit too bright. (laughs) Big sad. But uh, but yeah, man, so you do photography and stuff. I guess jumping into the questions we got for you, what made you start this uh, uh, journey and pursue photography? It was kind of weird. I was in high school. I was just about to go to college. I'm packing up all my stuff after I graduate. My mom goes up into the attic and she finds this old camera bag. She's got it's an old 35 millimeter camera. She's like, hey, you know, I had this all through high school. I had it into college. I worked for a newspaper in college and... I don't know if this may be something you're interested in, but here, go ahead and take a look. So she gave me that camera. I brought it with me to college. My grandma gave me a book called The Joy of Photography from like the 60s. And I taught myself how to do it from the ground up. 
Right on. How long have you been doing photography? I started when I was like 18. I'm 30 now. That puts me at 12 years of photography. That's a long time to have a hobby. (laughs) I don't give up. I give up on my hobbies right away. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the same way with most things, but photography has just stuck with me. Everything's changed so much too. I started off doing 35 millimeter, and then you like work your way up. You get something a little bit better, then a little bit better. I went to a digital camera, and you have the little pocket cameras, and you have like the garbage cameras that people are like, "Oh, you need to try this one. It's a full field camera. You should do that." Now, finally, I got the nice camera about a year and a half ago, and those are the ones I've actually been able to print off and sell every now and again. Okay, so uh, what's uh, uh, what is this camera? Your main weapon of choice? Oh, Canon 5D Mark III. That's my baby. I got her off eBay because that's where all the good cameras live. Hanging out on eBay after someone already used them. Ooh, <laughs> yo, yo! It's probably Dude, some like dirty porn camera too. Someone probably used it for porn shoots in LA because that's where it came from. <laughs> It don't matter if it worked. Yeah, dude, it's, uh, you just gave out some trade secrets right there of uh, uh, buying cameras. If you have to wipe lube off the lens, it's probably good. Oh, yeah. You know porn's got that high def, though. So, speaking of, like, millimeters, because you're talking about that, can you just talk briefly what that means to, like, go up in size uh, in like lens well first off like the 35 millimeter that's like a full film camera so that's the old film reels that you popped into the camera and wound down and like took all your pictures and you had to rewind them up and send them out to get processed after that once you're digital then everything just takes shots into digital format most of the time i try to shoot or i was shooting jpeg early on when i first started because i didn't have anything that was full frame but now now I shoot like raw photos, the big, full detail, as big as you can get, which is great because you get all that detail. You can blow it up as big as you want. You can make it as small as you want. You don't lose any quality in there. But at the same time, they're like really hard to process if you don't have a computer to process. Hmm. Are they really big in file size? Oh, yeah. The file sizes are huge. I have to have a, I have a removable hard drive that I keep everything on because if I keep it on, if I kept it on my computer, it would just like crash it. My computer's old. Wow. It's wild. I'm checking out some of the landscape shots you have on your website, and they're they're actually like um, they're amazing. I'll, I'll be real; they're they're uh, some really beautiful uh, shots. I particularly like this black and white uh, snow looking landscape. Oh, thanks, man! That's up in Tahoe. I was just about to say. I think that's in uh, uh, Lake Tahoe or something. But yeah, dude, yeah, that's a great shot. Thank you. I did a whole series there for a while where I I tried to go black and white and. I took a few black and white photos up in Tahoe that turned out pretty good, but I took the full series was down at Armstrong Redwoods. So I went down to the Armstrong Redwoods National Park, or no, the state park, and I took a bunch of photos. Most of them were like sun beams coming through the trees. It's really moist there all the time, really damp. So there's all the like particulate that floats in the air and it catches really good in a black and white photo. Nice. So looking at like the bottom, like couple of uh, uh, photos you got here, I'm seeing a lot of like color. I don't really remember a whole lot from my art class, but I believe it's like just saturated colors and things. Definitely. One sunset. Do you uh, retouch and edit some of your photos like after you've taken them to just kind of give them a little bit more of a pop? I definitely do try to pop them as much as I can, you know, 
the photos when you take them by themselves, a lot of them are still really good and they look great, but with just a little bit of help, I mean, I don't use a ton of it. I'm not like fully saturating, like pushing the bars all the way over to the right. I try to keep it as tasteful as possible without trying to, you know, wash out the photo with any kind of color. Okay. I see another picture you have here of like a beach and I swear to God, I had to actually look it up right now. I thought this was the, uh, I don't know if you know the band Incubus, but I straight up yeah. thought that it was the album cover from their album Morning View. <laughs> like, I had to look it up for a second. Dude, it's incredible. And actually, I would probably say this one is better because the Morning View album cover, it kind of has like some stuff in the corner that like is really hard to see because the lights kind of shadowed in that corner and you can actually see the grass in everything in this picture. So I like this one better. <laughs> um, well if they shot it out at goat rock then boom there it is yeah that's like goat rock beach out there on the sonoma coast do you take anything any other pictures besides landscapes you know landscapes are my primary it's what i do the most but i'm just a creation horse so i'll do whatever you know anyone wants to hire me to do something i'll do it i've freelanced for the newspaper for a little while i've taken some i've done a couple of weddings you know Anything anyone wants to give me money for, I'll go out and I'll do. Nice. <laughs> you should talk to our sponsors. They're giving out lots of money. <laughs> so you've done freelance work before? Yeah, yeah. I freelance for a couple of newspapers. I freelance for the newspaper in Sonoma for quite some time. I had like four or five different features. And I got featured in Sonoma Magazine, too. It was pictures of like some baby goats. The goats had just been born. It was the beginning of spring. They're like, can you take a picture of these baby goats? Absolutely. We got a couple cool ones there. Hell yeah, dude. I was like kind of tired earlier. I don't know if you noticed, but like, dude, I'm <laughs> amped up right now. Dude, I, 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 I'm in a good mood. And uh, I want to say that these pictures are just making it better. I, I think it's because like I haven't because of COVID, I haven't really been out to like the beaches. I've really just been working and it's been a pain in the ass. And like all the beaches are crowded as shit right now because it's COVID, so everybody's like, oh, let's go party. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <can> be true. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. There's something, like, super, like, peaceful about a lot of these, and it's nice because I haven't really seen a nice, quiet beach, I guess, in a very long time. Right? That was the thought behind my, my art show. I released an art show with the Santa Rosa Public Art Folk, and I... I think it was like 11 or 12 pictures I took of the Sonoma coast. And that was the whole art show was just pictures of the coast, mostly deserted, like not a ton of people out there. And just supposed to give people you know, five to 10 minutes. They look at the photos. They feel a little bit of calm, a little bit of serenity. Like, Hey, you know, this, this is why we live here. This is the beautiful stuff that we have in our backyard. Hell yeah. That's incredible. And actually, speaking of your photo catalog, like there's some incredible shots here. How are you getting these angles? Are you like freaking going on steps or something? Do you have a drone of some kind? Like, because holy I crap. do use my drone occasionally. Most of the stuff you see on the website. Oh, you mentioned me. drone, bro. bro. Stop. We'll start with that. Oh. <laughs> you know, casually, I have a drone. <laughs> Just a casual drop with a the drone there. Oh, yeah. I play a DJI sometimes. Um. No, I've got my little Mavic Mini. I take a lot of photos with that when I can. But the problem with the Mavic Mini, man, it's just so small. The wind, any wind will blow that thing out, way out there. Well, Mavic Mini, it sucks in the wind. That's, that's all I need to say about it. it really sucks <laughs> in the wind. Like, I'll, I'll take photos from the ground anytime because it's easy. You can just 
walk nine miles in something and find a beautiful landscape, take that shot. Or you can throw your Mavic Mini up and take your $500 and throw it straight out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Just going through the pictures on your website, which is Nathan Westfall Photography. So that's the website name. What what pictures in this in your website are you like most proud of? I kept this one off the website. The one that I'm really, really proud of. I mean, the ones on the website, definitely that one of the birds flying away. It's got a good story behind it, too. I really enjoy that photo. I enjoy the photo of the the moth coming down in the oak trees. That one's a great one. Anything from the coast. I really enjoy the coastal photos. But I can tell you a story about the bird photos. That's yes, I want to hear a story about the bird photos. All right, if you look at it, there's like there's birds, and they're flying away. They look like seagulls. I'm pretty sure they were seagulls. So the photo looks incredible, but if you picture me down there, I have this big-ass fucking camera. I have a huge lens on the front and I'm down on the beach when nobody else is there in the morning, chasing fucking birds around, trying to get them to do that, like to take the picture of all the birds flying away. <laughs> so here I am running with my big ass camera, like choo, 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 taking all the pictures that I can. I got one good one out of like 300 pictures. I got that one. I'm like, that's good. That's what I was looking for. How long did it take you to like, like do that? Oh dog. I was down there for like 30 minutes. Oh my God. <laughs> I thought for sure they were going to retaliate on me too. They were going to like turn around and then boom, I'm the victim of the birds. It's Bodega Bay, so might as well. Were you just like running at them or were you like yelling at them or throwing something at them to try to get them to fly off? Or like how'd you manage to like actually get them to take flight? So at first I tried to like sneak up on them. So I was being real, real sneaky. I was getting down low. But you realize that mm -hmm. these birds are so confident around people it doesn't bother them at all when you're really close to them. So to actually get them to move, I had to kind of move quickly. I didn't yell or anything. I just moved quickly towards them. And they were like, oh, shit, this moving quickly at me. And they got up. They flew away. <laughs> I can just you know? imagine you just be like, scram, <laughs> get out. Like, just like that one angry <laughs> yelling guy at the beach. And everyone's like, what the <laughs> chasing them with the camera. <laughs> There's like one old dude fishing down there in the corner. One other like lady taking a peaceful, serene walk. And here's me like, fuck, I just need these birds to fly away. <laughs> <laughs> I need the money shot. <laughs> <laughs> shot. Dude, so actually speaking of the money shot, so do you find yourself photographing like just like the perfect moments or do you kind of like frame the shots or like I'm assuming you put in like a, a thought with each shot where you like frame it perfectly and frame it how you want it. But how many times do you just like you see just like a great view or something and you're just like this is it and you just get it. It's so tough. It's so tough to just like pull over and be like, boom, that's it. That's what I want to take a picture of. I find more often than not that I'll go out and I'll take 500 pictures and I'll just go through every single one of them. Like, oh, that was it. I don't know it's it when I take the shot. I only know it's it when I go back and I look at it again. There's a couple, you know, every now and again, you'll get that one. It's like, hmm, that one felt good. That one felt really, really good. But taking the perfect one, like knowing that it's the perfect one, it never happens to me. I've never had it happen once. I've always seen them as I'm coming back and I load them up on the computer and I'm scrolling through like, oh wait, that one looks really good. That one looks really good. I had the settings perfect. I think that's All interesting right. though, just as a 
photographer, you can't wait for the moment to find you. You have to go find the moment. And oh, exactly. There's something to be said about that. Like, you got to take a, a 500 photos because there's only going to be like one gem. But like, if you only take one photo, you're not, you're not going to find it. No, nah, you're just limiting yourself. If you're only taking one photo, it's like you're shooting yourself in the foot before you even start because nobody's perfect on the first photo ever. I mean, speaking of all the work that goes into it, like, how do you go about, like, finding locations that you think are good for, like, photo shoots? Do you just, like, drive around and, like, have places you already go to? Or, like, do you, uh, like, research it beforehand online or something? To be honest, I'm a huge hiker. I hike a lot. I try to go almost every weekend. And that's all I did when I first got here. I think for the first, like, six or eight months I lived in Sonoma County, I hiked three to five times a week and I always picked a different hike like oh let's try this one let's try that one and eventually once I felt really comfortable with you know where I was at where I was living and it's like okay now maybe I bring the camera out and I see if I can get some stuff okay awesome how long do you think it took you for you to feel comfortable taking the camera out uh you know most of the time I have it in the back of the car just ready to go Mm -hmm. but be truly comfortable to take the pictures and like okay this is the lighting i'm looking for this is when i'm looking for when i want to take the picture that's the hardest part because a lot of times uh, i'm going hiking i want to go hiking at like noon i want to get out there and hike at noon but the best pictures you're going to get are going to be early in the morning or late in the evening get the perfect golden light like oh no i want to take pictures of the coast i'm gonna have to wake up at 5 a.m and drive out there to see the sunrise <laughs> over the water and like is that like what you look for as a photographer is the golden light of sort of like either sunset or sunrise? It doesn't hurt. Let me tell you, it makes it a lot easier when you already have the perfect light and you don't have to adjust many things in the post-production process of it all. But I mean, it's still possible to overcome too. If you're out there and you just decide to take a picture, oh yeah, got my camera out. It's the middle of the day. I'm taking photos. You can still overcome that and make them. You mentioned like, uh, that uh, when you came to Sonoma County. So you, are, are you pretty new to Sonoma County? Are you a new NorCal bonobo? Oh, I've been here about uh, two years, but I was born here. I was born in Cupertino, lived in Oregon for quite some time, Connecticut for a while. I lived in the Middle East for two years. I've been a little bit everywhere. Wow, that's pretty cool. Uh, were you able to get like good shots of uh, the other places you pictures. I have a lot of shots from when I was living in Eugene going to University of Oregon. Middle East is a little tougher to come by. Can't bring the big old camera when you're deployed. I don't really like that. Mm. So I mean I wasn't deployed to anywhere that was, you know, particularly dangerous. So I have some phone photos from living in living around uh, Abu Dhabi and going to Dubai and stuff like that. But nothing crushingly good. You were in the service? You were in the military? Mm-hmm. I was in the Air Force for nine years. For nine years? Uh-huh. Yo, dude, that's <laughs> wild. That is wild. Dude, also, thank you for your service, man. Like, no joke. Thank uh, you for your support. It's, it's always a big joke in the service. No one knows, knows what to say when someone says that to us. It's like, th- thank you for being cool and not calling me a baby killer and throwing lamb's blood on me. <laughs> well, I, 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 I'm like, <laughs> usually, I don't know what to say either. I just feel like that's that's like kind of a polite thing to say. Oh, absolutely. What made you choose the Air Force to go into? So when I was in high school, I did JROTC for four years. And we were a Navy program. So we went to all the different bases. We went to 
you know, a Marine base, Navy bases, Army bases, and Air Force bases. And to be honest, the Air Force treated their people the best. Like, their food was the best. Everybody stayed in comfortable places. I want to be treated well. I want to do a job that's technical and not like, you go take that hill there, Buster. That's not for me. That's fair. That's fair. That's a, <laughs> It takes a certain kind of person to be able to, you know, just be like, that's what I want to do, you know? Tons of people I met were exactly like that. I am just not one of those people. I was always like, give me the technical job. Give me the something that I can really like sink my teeth into and I can use my mind to do as opposed to something I can just do mindlessly. Did you get good shots of airplanes? Or wait, that you can't do photography, huh? I mean, it's, it's rough. Like I've seen a lot of really cool airplanes and I'm like scrolling back through my pictures now. I don't think I have a ton of good airplane shots. They're all from, you know, just inside of a base. They have the static displays everywhere. So these are just airplanes that are decommissioned that are sitting on the base for people to look at, I guess. Oh, that's cool. They actually oh. have that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's in every single base. Like the entrance to every base usually has one. And there's definitely them just kind of around the base as well. We're in the Air Force. They have nothing more to be proud of than their big old airplanes. <laughs> than their, their decommissioned airplanes. <laughs> That's cool. You get a little museum every time you walk into a thing. It's true. Getting back on uh, uh, on the photography, do you have any more stories of like trying to get like the perfect shot somewhere? Yeah, I've been scrolling through all my photos here for a while, just kind of looking at stuff, seeing if I could find anything with a really good story on it. I have a few on my Instagram. Instagram's just Nathan Westfall. You can find me there. And a lot of them look pretty innocuous. There's like pictures of flowers, pictures of, you know, some small things that I've gotten. But to get a lot of those photos, I'm like literally tromping through these big fields filled with cheap shit and like crawling under and over different logs to find this like one spot. Like, okay, yeah, that's it. That's the photo I want to take. That's pretty much every one of those crazy pictures. It's like not just pulling off the side of the trail or anything. You have to tromp way out there to get them. People don't understand the work that like is behind all those, huh? <laughs> oh, it's true. They see a picture and they're like, oh, that's beautiful. I wonder how I could take something like that. Like, well, you, know, you can if you want to. It's going to take a little bit of work, though. You're definitely going to have to go off the beaten path. and You're going to have to find something that's a little bit different and interesting. I have a couple pictures on my Instagram that I took at Fort Ross. I went out to Fort Ross, like I wanted to see Fort Ross, I wanted to walk around and do everything, but I didn't want to see it on a beautiful, you know, blue sky day, like every other day in Sonoma County. I went out there in the middle of the winter in like a downpour and I sat in the tower. There's like two different towers in Fort Ross you can sit in. I sat there with my camera taking long exposures for like three hours, trying to get the perfect shot of all the rain coming down on the hills and like the fort in the background. Never did it. Almost ruined my camera. It was covered in water by the time I was done. Um, yo. <laughs> That's a big oof right there, man. <laughs> you, like, dedicate your whole day to taking pictures at Fort Ross. You come back, you're, like, fucking soaking wet. The camera's wet. And you're like, I don't even know if I got a good shot. But was it worth in the end? Absolutely. <laughs> yo, that's what I want. That's, that's the most important bit right there. For... Somebody that is aspiring to be an amateur photographer, what kind of camera would you uh, recommend? A, a lot of times, like, like it's not the gear, but I mean, for someone that wants like something like pretty good and they don't know anything about cameras, uh, what's a recommendation you got? 
Dude, it's totally rough to recommend somebody their first camera. Your first camera puts such a, you know, it's such a precedent for how many pictures you're going to take, if you're going to stick with it and whatnot. A lot of people are going to be gearheads. They're going to go out there and they're going to find like, okay, this is the best camera I can buy. They're going to drop like six grand on a brand new Sony a7000 with the best lens they could get. And they're going to take mediocre pictures with it for a little while until they get bored. But then again, there's also going to be somebody that's going to go out there and he's going to get a Polaroid camera, like a crappy used Polaroid camera and take some amazing shots because they sit there and they work with it for a really long time. I started with that 35 millimeter camera. I wouldn't really recommend starting 35 millimeter right now just because it's so hard to get stuff processed and it's expensive. To do it cheaply though, if you just get like the regular, go to Costco and get yourself one of those packs. It's got two lenses in it. It's got a regular like Canon or Nikon body that you can mess with. You can mess with all your settings. You can switch your f-stops. You can do everything on it and just learn on it. Take a thousand pictures. Take 5,000 pictures. Just never stop taking photos. Eventually, you will get better. Read every book you can find. Listen to every person that talks about photography. You pick up little things here and there, and then by the end of it, you start to take something. You're like, wow, I'm kind of proud of that. I like the way that that one looks. And then you put it out there in the world and someone's like, oh, I also like what that one looks like. It's amazing to get response. I, I haven't had much response until about a year and a half ago when people finally started to like look and take notice and like, wow, this is actually not, not half bad. I really enjoy it. And that's when I started to sell a few pictures and just, it feels so good. It's like I put a lot, a lot of effort into this one weird thing I'm that weird guy in the corner taking pictures on empty streets, trying to get that perfect photo. And finally, it's starting to pay off. You know, every now and again, I get a little freelance contract or I get something that just pops up out of nowhere. Hey, can you take some photos for us? Yes, absolutely. 110%. Dude, that's that's cool. I, I'm a musician. I play music or whatever. And like, I actually recently watched a, a video by a guy that we had on the podcast, a couple podcasts back. Uh, his name was Jake, and his uh, uh, thing is the Amateur Power Hour. I actually am in a, uh, in a group with him, shout out. But he was explaining in uh, one of his most recent videos, basically he had a hard time uh, uh, making one of uh, uh, the videos because he procrastinated on it, and he was dealing with uh, the four steps I forget what it was. Let me let me see if I can pull it up. But so for any kind of art form, there's the uh, learning steps that can be broken up into four things. You got unconsciously incompetent, and this is like you uh, uh, again. You don't understand how bad you are at the thing, at whatever you're doing. You, eventually, you get to the consciously incompetent. You understand how uh, not good you are, and then you're at conscious competence. So you understand where you're at and a lot of people find themselves here if they've been doing the art form a long enough time. But at this point, it almost feels like, like you're at like a flat line. When you become a true master, you are unconsciously competent. You don't even have to think about how good you are at whatever. I, I, I feel like that's a lot of times when people pick up hobbies they don't know how bad they are. They just think, oh, okay, this is something cool. And it's, I think a lot of people, when they reach step two and they're consciously incompetent, they're all like, oh, I, I'm not as good at this as I thought it was. And they just kind of like get bored or burned out. 
And I feel like a lot of people stop right there. Yeah, or give up. Yeah, yeah, they just kind of give up. And I think that's a, a tough threshold that a lot of people would have to get through. And like you were mentioning, like people will are excited. They don't know how amateurish they are or whatever. And they're new and they're like, yo, I want to drop Dosh on a camera. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to spend like five grand on this whatever camera. And then they just kind of don't touch it after a while. And I don't know. I find that kind of kind of disappointing. But when somebody actually pushes through the threshold and they actually like you, you're, you're selling pictures now. You're getting past that. I would imagine you don't even really have to think too much about what you're doing. You just kind of just take the picture. Uh, like with the birds, you just know, I'm going to run up to these birds and I'm going to get this shot and I'm going <laughs> to work at this shit for like 30 minutes <laughs> until I get the perfect <laughs> shot, you know? To be honest though, dude, I still feel consciously incompetent all the time. I'm like, I'm grasping at straws out here, running around with some fucking birds. Like, oh my God, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you've done this for, uh, for like 12 years and you seem like you're pretty experienced. You, you got the editing, everything in post pretty much done, I think. Like, you know what you're doing. That one uh, uh, landscape shot that's just... It's the sky and it's like sunset and you got all those like saturated colors that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, dude, you, you know what you're doing. I can tell in this picture. It looks <laughs> awesome. You know what you're doing. You seem like you're starting to almost be turned into like the professional at this point. Like you're 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 in the metamorphosis stage. Would you uh, uh, consider yourself almost ready to take this to a career form? What, what do you think? You know, I don't think anyone, it, it takes someone to like really believe in you to make it into a career. I've got my little art show. I've got my photos that I love to take. Right now I'm happy with it being just like a hobby that I really, really put a lot of love and a lot of effort, a lot of time into. Because if I tried to be a full-time photographer, I would lose my apartment really fast. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's so tough to sell. Like you really, you really have to know people. You have to have an in. You have to have somebody in your corner that's advocating for you. Because when you're advocating for yourself, you can only go so far. Like, hey, look at all my cool stuff. But somebody else sees it and they're like, well, I know someone who has stuff that's cooler than that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that voice. <laughs> Are you saying you need a sponsor? <laughs> oh! We could be the sponsor for you, my guy. Okay, we got Angel, the no, we have no money. Yeah, yeah no, wait, wait, wait. Uh, hold up on that, Angel. The, <laughs> wait, wait, the, no, no, no. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. I mean, sorry. We have tons of money. We got like a five-figure check. What am I talking about? So sorry, brain money. fart. You can yeah. get Chick-fil-A money. You yeah. definitely can sponsor <laughs> Exactly. Let me get you in touch with the head ref at Chick-fil-A. I happen to know him <laughs> by nickname, actually. Ooh. Yeah. So okay. old Joey. Kids are so okay. nice too. Yeah. We'll get into that another time. Anyways. <laughs> but yeah, dude, um, dude, so uh where do you sell uh, your photos? Do you like I'm assuming you don't hand off the like physical photo to the person or is that actually how it works? I mean, I've done that before. I've definitely sold a physical print of a photo before. A lot of it is just through the website. Like if you're on the website, you see something you like, just hit me up, send me a message. And I can talk to you about sizing and printing and 
getting it framed or not, and then quote you a price. That's where most of my sales have come from. I have had a few physical prints that I've been able to sell to some people, but it's mostly just, you know, people that really, really like the photo and they see it and like, Hey, is there, would you be interested in selling something like that? Absolutely. Yeah. If you're interested in the photo, I'm interested in selling it. Cause I have the photo forever. You know, I can see it on my computer whenever I want to look at it. But if you want to display this in your house and you want to have it like ready to go, go for it. Okay. And not that I know like anything about this, but I'm sure there are companies that like, they hire photographers for like weddings and stuff. Are, uh, have you done anything like that? I haven't worked through a company. The one or two weddings that I've done have just been for personal friends. So like, I'm also an ordained minister. So I married my two friends and then I took all their photos for their wedding. And the other wedding I did was a, it was a Wiccan hand fasting in Long Island. <laughs> And uh, I took all their photos, too. You're just a bag of tricks, aren't you? <laughs> Dude, you're, you're coming at us with, like, more and more, like, interesting things that, like, I wasn't expecting at all. Dude, rule number one, never say no. Never say no in life. Say yes to everything. You're just going to come out with either, like, an incredible experience or a really, really weird story. Dude, I need to watch that movie uh, Yes Man with Jim Carrey again. <laughs> Dude, that all uh, tell us about the Wiccan thing. What what was that about? Like that sounds super interesting. So they were getting hand fasted, which is the Wiccan version of marriage, as far as I know. I'm no expert on Wiccanism in any way, shape, or form. But they get hand fasted. So they have like their bridesmaids. It was no, it was a a gay Wiccan hand fasting too. So they had their bridesmaids and other bridesmaids on the other side, and then they would come over and they would tie these ribbons around their hands and the ribbons symbolized different elements i believe like one was fire one was wind one was water felt like captain planet it was pretty insane and i was taking all the pictures like everyone was crying it was great but yeah that's that's what a wiccan hand fasting is for a wedding it's mostly just like these tying of these different ribbons that symbolize different elements and how the elements and the earth tie us all together and tie them together as a couple that's super interesting oh my god isn't that like it, i thought it was it's something i never dealt with in my life before i'm like okay yeah i'm happy to take your pictures i've never done anything like this and they're like just you know just listen just be there take pictures be present and it was an incredible experience how, how did you meet them? Was it more like you met them like through like work or school or something? Or did you just like, or did they hit you up to do their wedding or their, they were wine? friends of friends of a friend. So I lived with uh, my two friends in Connecticut and my friend, Amanda, it was her couple of friends. She's like, Hey, you know, they're looking for photographers. They don't have a ton of money. So would that be something you would be interested in doing? Like, yeah, absolutely. Sign me up. I'm ready to go. Wild, that's crazy. <laughs> that's pretty wild. Um, can you just talk briefly about like how you conduct your photography? Like, what is kind of the start and finish from saying, "Hey, I'm going to shoot some photos" to having the digital product? Like, what's a day for you in kind of doing photography? Well, I go to wherever I'm going to take a picture. I take off all of my clothes at first. I keep my camera on. And you guys are really buying this? <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, uh, I'll, I'll let it slide. <laughs> I was writing down notes. 
Write that down, write that down. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you know, that, if that's how you get those prime like pictures, like fine, I, I'm not gonna judge, you know. <laughs> no, go to True Master. You have to upgrade to True Master. You have to take all of your photos naked, like bringing you back to the Earth, man. It's primal. It's exactly what you need to do. <laughs> It's the only way to truly appreciate nature, you know? You really get in sync with your inner beast. You have to be a nudist. <laughs> Chicks in the chains, take notes. No, seriously, though, it's it's mostly, you know, I'll go on a hike somewhere. I'll see a beautiful vista or a view or something that I want to take a photo of. I'll come back the next week or the week after, bring the camera out there. I bring my little tripod if it's something that I need to shoot, you know, with the tripod or I just pack the camera in a backpack, hike into wherever I'm going, sit there. I don't only take photos of the beautiful vista that I saw. I try to take photos coming up to it, try to take photos on my way back. The entire experience, try to document an experience, come back, download all those onto my hard drive, put them all into a viewer and just go through them, view them, pick out. Usually, you know, I'll take anywhere from three to 500 pictures and I'll pick out five to 10 that I really, really like, then load them up in Lightroom or Photoshop, depending on what I need to do with them. Typically, I try to stick to Lightroom as much as possible because Lightroom just edits the look of your photo. You're not like physically editing out pieces of your photo. You're not trying to make it into something that wasn't naturally. I feel like Lightroom keeps my photos as natural as it as they can be, then once they're all done, save them up and post them or either post them on the website, post them on the gram, or just keep them for myself. I have folders of just hundreds and hundreds of photos that I've just kept for myself. I think they're good, but not good enough for me to post anywhere. I didn't know quite where to post them. So I'll do that. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for, for going through that. Yeah. No worries, man. I was just, I've always been curious how, like, how a photographer, like, you know, goes from wanting to take a picture to, like, here's a really good picture, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I think we could jump to uh, what we call the last question. Here's the question. <laughs> um, <laughs> what are some content creators you recommend and um, what do you like about them? If there's any that you know of. There's like a bunch of content creators that I follow. Not a lot of them are all photography based. I mean, go on Reddit, go to r slash amateur photography and check out people's photos there. Go on Earthborn, check out people's photos there. The Earthborn photos are what absolutely inspired me to focus on landscape. I really, really enjoy those. And I'm also just a, a YouTube whore. I'm always on YouTube. So shout out all gas, no breaks. That guy's doing good stuff. He's really putting out some good content and it keeps you entertained. <laughs> Hell yeah. Righteous. And it's cool that you share with us kind of the other social media and stuff that you browse as a photographer to get more knowledge. Yeah. Earthborn, amateur photographers on Reddit, solid places to start. There's like tons of people just sharing their photos, sharing what they're doing, sharing the stuff that they're taking. I feel like it's a pretty low judgment environment too. So it's a good place to just start putting yourself out there, put your stuff out there. You know, nobody's going to come back and be like that shit. Well, it's Reddit. People probably will say that shit, but <laughs> you can kind of like brush it off. I'll do anything for the updo. <laughs> 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 and uh, uh, lastly, uh, Nate, where can we find you? Any social medias you have? Um, this would be where you talk about the website. 
tell us about where we can find the art show too and and anything else that you want to share where you upload your photography sure so my main primary photography website is nathanwestfallphotography.com you can find me on the gram i'm nathan westfall there as well the art show is with the santa rosa public art folks the uh the website's called inside out there it's like www.insideoutthere.com and then you'll see my show is kind of going down on the page and it's called briny and rich it's just all photos of sonoma the sonoma county beaches well dude <laughs> thanks for coming on nate you're a total homie just like i predicted uh it was all me <laughs> uh, for real dude it was cool having you on learned a lot and thanks man no guys i really appreciate it i appreciate the chance to just talk to people about it because i've been doing this stuff by myself for like 12 years it's like masturbation you just do it by yourself all the time you don't talk to anyone about it <laughs> yeah <I guess. laughs> all right and uh, with that uh i i think that's uh that that's it that's it for me <laughs> that's it for- <laughs> Check out his stuff. He's got really good landscape photos of Sonoma County, my hometown and area. And it actually really makes me appreciate where I live a lot more. So, yeah, check him out. You can find all of our links, Spotify, Instagram, and everything else in the description down below. Like, comment, and subscribe. And thank you all for sponsoring us with your time. Please don't, please don't, for legal reasons, content, content, we should mention that all sponsors are not actually sponsors, and we only mention them for the sake of parody. All related brands and intellectual properties are owned by respective companies, and the content of this podcast does not reflect the views or values of those given companies. Seriously, please don't sue us. We have no monies. I just realized what I would want. Mm-hmm. I want the ability to just not sleep. Imagine how much more productivity you could get out of Yeah, you spend like, how, how, how many fucking years do you spend sleeping? When a third like, of your life. life. Yeah, so, like, like a third of your life. So 60 years would be like 20 years of your life you spent sleeping. Yeah. And here's the other thing about sleeping, is every single time you sleep, it's just a free trial of death. You can sample every <laughs> single time you sleep. And you know what sucks about that free trial? It's freaking good. Like, <laughs> it's a good free trial. You want to like, just make it permanent, and then you're like, you wake up and you're like, son of a gun. Like, <laughs> and you know what that makes?